0: Welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, your go-to podcast for nerd culture and pop culture in the 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pugh. Joined with me tonight is my wonderful, amazing co-host, David Perry. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here, good sir.
1: Thanks again for having me.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, So this is kind of an episode that uh, I've been wanting to do. And uh, you actually are the one that in, uh, you know, kicked me in the butt for this episode to get it going um I don't know if anybody knows this but I am I'm, I'm a casual painter and uh I've done a little bit of painting and I did some for David and mm-hmm. that that you you took those miniatures and you took them to play D&D so uh, yes that went over pretty well right
1: yeah they the uh they look fabulous because not only did you just paint them but you know you added some effects to the base and some grass and some other things uh and and just I don't art, right? So I don't. <laughs> I, I've I've never been very artistic, um, uh, and so my friends who were over, you know, we're used to the minis that you buy out of the box, and and you either buy the unpainted ones from Reaper or some of the the, the nozzles. Is that what they are? Yeah. Anyway, the either the Pathfinder miniatures, the pre-primed Pathfinder miniatures, or the pre-primed D and D miniatures. And then you can paint those yourself. Those are the ones I sent you, yeah. um, and or just and the ones that you buy are just lousy. I mean, probably because they're done in a mass market way. Um, but yeah, but they they looked fabulous. That I put them on the table and people were like ooh ah, and and you know they they just look so much better on the battle map than the stock ones. Um, and of course, then their next question was, I wonder if he'll paint some for us. And I said, well, if you throw enough money at him, <laughs> he probably will. So.
0: I will definitely paint some minis for them. I, I love painting them. I do. I do. And, but I do it for that reason. I love that reaction. And mm-hmm. that's when people are like, Oh my God, that's cool. How did you do that? And, and that's what you, some of your friends were asking because uh, yes. uh, somebody is a potential painter or something of that sort. And well, had some- well, well, the, one of the couples that, that
1: play with at our table, um, their daughter is she's 14. She just started high school Okay, and she's very artsy. Yeah. And so she's, she's a dancer and she also, she does, I think she's dabbling and trying to find out what it is that she likes Mm. or what is it that she wants to do. Um, and so she was looking at them where I would just look at where I look at art and I appreciate whether it looks good or whether it doesn't look good. Um, she was looking at it with the more technical aspects of it in mind. I love uh, that. Right. Well, and and that's that's above me too. I mean, <laughs> my my wife is an art. My wife is is a better artist than she will ever give herself credit for. Um, you know, but we we go to art when we go to art museums. We, we went to we went to Russia a few years ago, and at the Hermitage there in St. Petersburg, they have uh, the Prodigal Son by Rembrandt. Mm. Which is, which is just this fabulous painting, yeah. But all of that is lost on me because my view of art is well, I've I've seen the Prodigal Son in a book, and of course, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, and and I get this. This is a this is a me problem. This is a deficiency with me, right?
0: Because I'm like you uncultured okay, swine. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> there's there there's. The prodigal son and then there's the, the father and the older brother behind him and all oh that God. and my wife of course you know she, she's i am convinced that this painting is 40 percent of the reason why she wanted to go on this trip okay just to go to the the hermitage in saint petersburg and 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 all that now we also did several other stops along the way which were very interesting but um but yeah but that that's my uh, that's the extent of how much i enjoy art but i do appreciate art uh, uh that's done well uh because i can't do it i mean I, that's mm. that's certainly that's not a talent i've ever had um i mean i've done a little bit of painting but like i paint my armor but part of that is also i intentionally do a lousy job of painting my armor um
0: then it's battle damaged
1: <laughs> right well I, my my character is not my character is a mandalorian and a, and a bounty hunter not 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 an artist my character is not sabine right from <laughs> from rebels i love, I love it so but anyway, but but I I do appreciate that. Um, so you were talking about do you consider yourself an amateur painter?
0: Tech so here's my definition. Do you, I technically consider, you're
1: a professional? Technically, I'm can
0: I I can I I so on paper, yes, I am a professional painter. Okay, uh, because I have been paid multiple times in in various amounts, uh that I don't want to get into how much some of them had been paid because it was awesome, uh, but it's probably not what you're actually out. What your hourly no, rate actually w- is? No, what my rate should have been is not nearly what I pay. I, I had them pay me, uh, but it's yes. Technically, I I I was. I, I don't consider myself a professional anymore because I really don't do it as on a okay. commission base anymore. However, I do it for friends and family uh, because of your reaction and your friends' reactions. And uh, if I do get that wild hair where I, I need to, I have tons of minis, I paint them up. And if I don't want them, um, I which right here, I'll give a great shout out to uh, my local friendly, local gaming store, uh, the Raven's Nest. I put them up there. And if they sell, they sell. If they don't, they collect us. And at by point I go, okay, it's been a year. Let's give them off as raffle gifts that's legitimately what because I can't my basement I can't keep them um but yes uh, and I have actually been on other podcasts giving uh, techniques and how to do painting and it seems inappropriate that I've done a painting episode on multiple other podcasts but not my own not your own no uh, but so like, do, I, do do yeah. you
1: do you paint in any other medium or just miniatures
0: um I do, on canvas or I do do canvas uh, I actually do spray paint. I do uh, do a lot of spray okay. painting art. Um, uh, I'll pull something real quick. So I do a lot of these. So this is right here is one thing I just actually did, and it doesn't look that great right now. Now I obviously the listeners can't see, but it's a uh, it's a fluorescent uh, planet or star. Honestly, I don't know. A uh, circularly shaped when there's celestial. There's like shading behind it. There's a little bit of galaxy um, and lots of stars. the reason i did it like this is so when i put it on a black light it looks totally boss like you get to see a lot more in depth so like see how the details start to show up yeah um so i actually did a cornhole set with a bunch of celestial planets and stuff like that um i do uh statues um masks i i did a borderlands uh psycho mask uh, I, okay. I I'll, I'll dabble in other things. Um, I now well, is it, it's
1: all, all, uh, brushes and paint, or do you do airbrush? You I said do. You just some,
0: spray paint. I, I, I've done airbrushing. I'm not a fan of it personally, depending okay. for miniature wise, uh, okay. for, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that further on when I, like, I go through the process of like, because this episode is legitimately, I'm going to break this down as simply and as quickly as possible for, uh, like the step-by-steps because there's we'll, we'll say it's like eight or nine steps for how to paint a miniature and models and in, in, in general um, okay so
1: so if, yeah. if we're going to talk about miniature painting
0: which, yes which is okay so
1: yeah. if if i am a hobbyist if, yes. if i am if i am new to this if i yes. okay so i have i have here a male elf magus yes magic user and these are some of those minis that I have bought at my friendly local game store for $5 for a pair. Yes. Okay, so these come primed. Yes. They're unpainted. Yes. What, what, should, my, what should be in my toolkit? And how much is that going to cost me?
0: That's a great question. To um, start. J- for just starter, to start. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for starters. So, so I'm not uh, worried about have, shading. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: not worried about lights. Just... Honestly,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if we're doing basic. So the best way I would break that honestly down um, is in your starter kit, I would probably still have a... Uh, hold on, sorry. Just something happened. It said I was signed out. Um, weird. Uh, still going. If I were starting out, I would have at minimum, I probably would have a couple different brushes, uh types of brushes. Uh you can get off of Amazon or at your uh, your FLGS. Um mm-hmm. uh, and they'll they'll probably lead you down uh a, a, a decent route. Um I'm trying to think if there's a company that you can get that they're really good at my friendly sells. Uh sh- I think it's like Citadel. It's not Citadel, but it's somewhere on those lines. Um, okay. You get your brushes, and you get a starter. You, you you look at whatever your miniature is. You say, uh-huh. okay, what colors do I want this to look like? So, case in point, your uh your your elf that you have. Okay. You you determine what your elf is going to look like in your head, and you pick out some base colors. So you do do it simple: red, green, black, brown and uh will iron silver for uh the weapons if there is all right right okay all right so the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you clean that miniature because it has been collecting dust even right. inside that box there is dust particles on there so you want to give it a nice wash in just warm soapy water let it dry off uh in a clean clear spot then you're going to on those ones specific, they don't really have too many mold lines, but if they do just taking like a little bit of sandpaper, if mm-hmm. not, it's not something you really have to do, but for like the, those miniatures are since they're made out of like their, their rubber molds. They really typically don't have mold lines. Right. Um, and those actually come pre-primed. Yeah. I still personally like to prime them and okay, then I like to glue them to their bases. Uh, what you're really going to need. So before we get too many into those steps, uh, your question was how much, what should you have and how much you're going to need? So basically picking what colors you want, your, your basic colors. So like I said, red, green, black, brown, and silver. So you have your five colors. You have a couple different paintbrushes, uh, a, a cup of some sort for water. <laughs> and if you are drinking a liquid, make sure you have a different cup because right. <laughs> i have been a victim of drinking my own paint water and that's awesome mu- yeah pretty much every painter has done that i have cups that say not coffee on them <laughs> just so i know not to drink that. like oh that one's not coffee uh your grand total budget should, is probably going to be around 30 40 bucks uh so, for different and, and that's of paints. from
1: a, that's from a hobby store right
0: from and from a hobby store you're looking at paint you're looking at your paints I like to have a wash, which is a very watered down paint. You can okay. do it yourself. So add an additional black and then you just have to do that ratio. It's a real pain in the butt. And you kind of got to have like a, a wet palette or like something that you can put it in like a, a paper plate and making sure you're adding water droplets of water to black paint to water it down. I'm lazy. I just buy the paint because it's less of a headache. And then any dry brush colors that you would want to do. so. You're probably looking paints, let's say they're $3 a, a pop for a, a thing. You're probably looking about $25 worth in paint, which you're like, oh, wow, that's not bad. But you're really only getting like six little pots that are about the size of your thumb.
1: So, uh, that, that but that's not the same paint that you would, the testers paint that you get for models, or is it the same thing? It,
0: it, so, that's they're all those, those kind of those paints. So, those are acrylic-based paints. OK, um, so what you're looking at really right there is like uh, testers uh, b- 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 what's some other ones, uh, Vallejo, Citadel, P3. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other companies. There's a ton of them out there. OK, a uh, Reaper is another one. Uh, they all have various kinds of paints. And now they come in like pot shape. They come in little eyedropper looking shapes. Uh, some of them have little metal lead, little lead sinkers in them uh to help mix some some don't they're all those paints really it is they're all gonna cost about the same there are some that are more expensive like your two-tone paints okay uh but that's a that's a different piece itself so but would would
1: if you needed to if you didn't have a hobby store close mm. by is that something that Walmart or Michaels or AC more that kind does, of stuff would have Michaels
0: does um okay. and if you if you really don't want to go to Michaels and if you want to get a, a Look at Amazon does have them. I, 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 I cringe saying that a little bit because like I said, I like to try as much as possible support sure. local. Right. Um, yeah, you, you can find these, you can get gift sets online pretty much everywhere. Like uh, okay. I think testers has a huge, uh, all the companies do. They have like big sets, like, like gift sets, starter sets, um, even uh, Games Workshop. With their Citadel paints, so they'll even come with a few miniatures, uh, all the paints okay. for that paint style and paint brushes. I think it's like a forty-five dollar set. Um, okay,
1: yeah. Now the, the, these miniatures are are just the regular scale. So these are what? These are one and a half inches tall. So that's what thirty-five millimeters tall.
0: Uh, twenty-eight millimeters tall. Twenty-eight
1: millimeters. Okay. Yes. So for something like this that mm-hmm. you would paint now. I know that young people who have good eyesight don't need this, but (laughs) would you recommend getting one of those? You know, know that magnifying glass that sits on your grandma's. Yes. uh, I don't use
0: it. Yes. But yes. I I, I know tons of people that use it. Yeah. It
1: it has the ring light and the magnifying Mm -hmm. glass. Uh, Is is that something that if, if you were going to, if I was going to be painting an army, Uh is that, is that worth 50 bucks or whatever those costs to buy?
0: I put this to the same thing where you said about your golf clubs, like buying golf clubs. Is it, it does it have, or what's the name of that Netflix show? The, uh, the, the Asian lady who's talking about like decluttering your house.
1: Uh, the Marie uh, Fondo. Yeah. Yes.
0: Does it bring you happiness? Does it bring right. you joy? <laughs> um, right. uh, that's would not bring me joy because okay. it would mess with my OCD because I would be, I would look at that and go, okay, I can tell those eyes are off just by like, Minuscule okay. millimeters however i know people that do use it and i don't judge based on that um right. and some people are really really good some people i kid you not i have a friend who can put a five o'clock shadow on a miniature's head that is the size of your pinky nail and it blows my I and there's literally little individual stubbles, and i i can't figure out how he did it i don't want to because then i'm going to want to try to do it and i'm going to realize i can't and then I'm just going to self-hate myself for like a good solid two weeks. It's a single
1: strand off a paintbrush, not, is, not the whole brush.
0: It, yeah, it is a is a horse hair, is what he's using. A horse hair.
1: <laughs> now, now, did you just pick this up, or did do you have do you have formal training, or did you did you take no. art classes in high school, or how did how did you get to this point?
0: Um, so honestly, this is like one of the saddest stories in the entire world. It really, really is. It really is. But it's it's also a positive. Um, so I, have mentioned a few times on here, my first wife, and I've said that a few times, right. Um, my first wife actually, uh, back in 2014, uh, well previous, actually in 2013 to 2014 had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And I don't know if anybody has ever really dealt with that, but cancer is one of those things. If you don't have it, you don't know how to deal with it. And because when somebody has like a thing going on with them, you try to help them out. Like this was my wife and I wanted to help her out and I wanted to make her better. And there was nothing I could do about it because it was cancer. You know, I could be there supportively and I was, but it ate me up inside that I couldn't protect her. And I was in the Navy at the time. So my job was to serve and protect this country. And I couldn't protect the ones that I loved. And that broke me down inside a lot. Uh, to the point that i just didn't know what to do with my life um and i actually had been hanging out with some guys uh over at our game store in london and playing hero clicks and stuff and i just couldn't get into it i was down about it and this great gentleman named joe peabody came up to me he's like dude you just chill you know he's like paint some minis so these guys told me like paint some minis i'm like these are dumb they threw me a bunch of They threw me some paints, they threw me some models and the paintbrushes, and said, de-stress yourself. Go do this. And I'm like, nah, this is dumb. And I sat down and I started painting these models and it took so much focus. Now, my models sucked. They were horrible. They just looked absolutely atrocious. But there was so much focus into these models that I felt this stress relief off of me. I was able to just Zen out. And it helped me a lot. And then I started doing it more. Like I was like, okay, I need more models. So I would go buy secondhand decrepit models and just paint them. And eventually over time I got better uh, to the point where people were like, Hey, that's really cool. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Let me paint your models for you. Just let me paint them. And I started doing that. Um, unfortunately, my wife ended up passing away from the breast cancer and I used that. I kept it going with the painting and it was because it was really hard. It was me and just me and my little dude, uh, Ethan was, it was just us. And so this was something that helped bond us too. We kind of did nerdy stuff together, did Dr. Who and doing these things and he would pick out the models and I would paint them. And I just got good enough and started painting them. And then guys were like, paint them for me, had them start painting, paying for my paints to cover that. And eventually about, I'd say about four or five years ago, I got good enough to where I felt like I could be uh to do it as a side job. And I started doing it, started painting them, selling them in the stores, and started taking on commissions. And to where I actually started winning championships and uh going and doing contests and winning them. Uh However, it, it, it did. I, get, I got burnt out. And so now I just kind of do it as a casual thing because you can, you can only paint a model so many times. Like I think at one time I painted 90 uh, Termagants, which are these little like really nasty little monsters. I painted 90 of them in a row. And let me tell you what, that, <laughs> that was a burnout. However... I love doing it. And that's why when you were like, hey, you know, would you paint some models for me? I'm like, heck yeah, let's do this. So I, I had an absolute blast doing it.
1: Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, for someone starting out, yeah, I, it's always, you always want to do a good job. Oh, right. Yeah. But I think a lot of people expect to start out here oh
0: and you you never and,
1: will and and the fact of the matter is most people when they're pursuing any kind of art a lot of their first work stinks is objectively bad and then it gets better is it, is now is practice the only way to to learn those skills is is it is it repetition you know i, I know you say yeah, yeah yeah painted um painted 90 of these things You know, is there there
0: muscle memory? Yeah, there absolutely is muscle memory. Um, But going back to your first statement, before I answer that question, the best advice I ever heard was actually from Dave Grohl. And he said, uh, basically how Nirvana got started is a bunch of guys got together, picked up instruments, and they sucked playing them, but they sucked together. And eventually they got good. And right. the best advice he can give you is go do ever what you whatever you want as long as you're passionate about it and suck. Right. Eventually, you'll get better at it.
1: Right, well, and because he's a self-trained musician, he, he is. is and he if, plays if, a billion if, if,
0: different instruments.
1: Right, and if you listen to him talk, he's you know he's t- he will tell you that he can't read music. I didn't know that. That he that he he says he can, he does not read music, and that when he and and when he sits down to write a song, he he just plays notes and he puts the song together and he doesn't have formal training. Um, and so th- that's, that's what I'm wondering. Cause I, I, you know,
0: does I know formal lot of- training help? Absolutely. I will always say because I, but right. But does it also limit you? I, no. I don't know. I no, know. Uh, no, 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 Um Does formal training help? Yes. Does it limit you? Probably not. Um, I think I th- honestly, the way I look, I, I, because I compare, to, I have a great friend named Kwame who uh, has an amazing company called my apocalyptic playground and his painting style and my painting style are completely different. Uh, he prefers airbrushing miniatures. I absolutely detest painting airbrushing miniatures. I think it's just not my cup of tea um, that you have to find if if you are interested in painting you have to find what fits best for you. Uh, you have to find your style. You have to find your flavor. Um, I prefer natural colors when it comes to painting miniatures. I don't like doing crazy, uh, abstract colors and randos. Every once in a while, I'll do something weird and goofy. Like I painted this horrific monster creature called a swarm lord uh, with the Barney theme colors. And even put, <laughs> I even did his base as like a. the concrete like schoolyard and i have like a like sons and like various like stupid kid drawings and like uh what's that game where you you hopscotch on it and everything so um but you really have to find your style and what works best for you uh i recommend always looking at youtube videos and we're going to be putting a bunch i'm going to start putting a bunch of them up on our patreon uh, so that people can go look at them. But there's there's tons of stuff out there. Uh, listen to the experts. Repetition, rinse and repeat, trying. Uh, feel what you think looks best for what you want. And then okay. get a bunch of cheapo models and just practice, really. So, so did you start with Warhammer models? Is, is that what you started with? I started, technically, yes, I started with Warhammer models. I started with the Chaos Space Marines, uh that came with uh, a starter set um okay. and then i went to uh war machine hordes and then i just whatever i could find uh dnd pathfinder reaper you name it i i did it
1: what would you recommend starting starting with bigger models and and working down to something smaller so you might start with a tank or you might start with yeah like, like a world war ii that's like the one four one forty eight 148 size vehicles
0: that's a really great question i don't know okay <laughs> i uh honestly um no you know what i would probably do it's it, honestly because it helps the focus if you're wanting to paint miniatures Look at whatever interests you personally. And, and that's really what the, the, the best answer is, is for all these questions, because and I know it's a vague answer um, right. is the whatever tickles your fancy me. It's always been I've I I've always been that guy that was into dinosaurs and I've been in like Godzilla was my thing. Sure. And so, you know, I like monsters. I like big, scary things with teeth. Uh, and so, like, Tyranids and Warhammer 40k, Zergs and Starcraft, uh, those have always been, like, my cup of tea. So, I went with what interested me. And then I started expanding from there. Uh, even when I played or was doing War Machine Hordes, I picked uh, Legion of Everblight, which was basically, like, necro dragons. So, like, with just, like, angelic names. Okay. So that's that's really what made me happy, and that's what I focused on. So if you're wanting to an area to start, start with what makes you happy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now what's so the miniatures that you
1: buy at the store, Mm. right? You you talked you talked about some of the. It seems like a lot of them are are resin cast or plastic injection molded Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know the the old the old miniatures the old Mm -hmm. school dandy miniatures
0: they were all pewter pewter and white metal yeah
1: right and uh because i you know we i had you know i had some old miniatures i don't know what's happened to them you know but the the pewter ones they would bend and you could you always everybody broke a sword off everybody had that one ninja with (laughs) you know with with the with the with the katana handle and then you know no blade um so what's the easiest of those to paint? I mean, are these, you know, we talked about that, you know, these are, they come pre-primed. Yeah. Uh, is this is this a good entry point? Because because these, you know, you can get these at a game store for five or eight bucks for two.
0: Yeah. For honestly, I'm going to say those bar none. Reason okay. being is because they're, unless you can get a box of rando models for dirt cheap, like I'm talking, like you get for 20 bucks, you're getting like 30, 40 models like secondhand or you get them gift those are the best ones to do re- because they are they are very cheap they're not overly tiny right. but they are small enough to wear and there's lots of little details on them that you can focus on to help right. you um, and, and
1: like like the reaper models you know the, the reaper ones that I you actually buy,
0: have that exact model do you, that what, I, you, you know because really the,
1: these are
0: is that one plastic
1: I think so. I mean, and, and qualitatively it's not as good. Yeah. Um, but it was also $1.99 instead of five bucks. So on some level, you get what you pay for, yeah. right?
0: Okay. I have I have her in white metal. All right. <laughs> it's so funny. Um where is he at? I know I'm stepping away from my mic a lot. That's totally unprofessional of me. <clears> that's <throat> uh, uh, all right. <laughs> my podcast will do what I want. Where is she at? Yeah, right here. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's awesome.
1: That's, that's so, funny. Okay, so I I I go to the store mm-hmm. and I buy the miniatures that I want to buy, mm-hmm. or at least I want to practice on, and then yeah. I buy my thirty dollars worth of material. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you know, the the first ones are probably not going to be very good, right? That that yeah. the the paint's gonna the 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 detail is not going to be there. You're gonna have vast swaths of reds and blues mixing up with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, And then it's just a matter of practice, practice, practice.
0: Is that right? Essentially. Yeah, it really is. I mean, so when you're breaking it down the process of it, you want to make sure, you know, you clean your models, uh, move any mold lines, if you can. Um, Even though those still have a primer on them, I like to apply my own, uh, my own primer. I will tell you this, try to stick with spray paint that is either a made by the company right that makes your paint or find one that works with it because if you use something paints can and will have a counter reaction to each other and sometimes they'll peel models and certain companies will recommend certain types of paints uh which is kind of frustrating Uh, there's a company out there called creature caster the way they make their models whatever they put into them certain paints don't stick and they will peel Uh, i like using black because it's very forgiving okay Um, a flat black i can if i miss something if i can't get to an area because you know models have various poses and it makes it difficult to get in areas without breaking the model uh and i know people who do and then reseal it just so they can get that area i like black and it's it just makes it easy you know right. if you miss something you go a eh, shadow oh, it's an area you know they're not really going to focus right. anyways uh, then i like to paint it and it, i like to attach it to its base and paint it i know people who like to paint it then attach it to its base. okay i am a strong believer in adding detail to the base the reason being it brings so much more life to that model mm-hmm. uh it, if I feel like if you wanted a pre, if you wanted a model that is just painted in a black plain base, you might as well just get a pre-painted model, because right. it's not giving you as much of a story to your character, and then and that's 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 one of those things you, you do when you're building. It. You you go, okay, so you have that uh, that uh, was she a blade singer or something of that sort, um, the thief yeah, we'll, or whatever. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. we'll say she's a thief. Uh, so you have that thief give her a little bit of a backstory. Is she, okay. you know, she's urban, I'm assuming. So right. why not do some Rocky craggy, or maybe she's in a tavern or she is in the sewers. You can add those kind of details and it's not that hard. Uh, a little bit of sand, a little bit of, you know, glue, and then some paint, just putting paint on it. It'll, it adds so much detail and it's so simple to do that it makes that whole oomph to your model uh just you know decide on your pale your your color scheme uh base coat it your pick your primary colors do your washes and do your dry brushes and so a wash is like the very watered down a dry brush is the, the counter of it it's a getting as little paint on your brush as possible and gently just swaying back and forth and just getting the edges. Um, finding a color that's like very close to it. So like you uh, let's say you want a red cape, right? Your guy that has a red cape. Mm-hmm. If you look on him, his edge colors are actually a, an, an, an orange. So it's okay. similar, but it's just enough off that it actually brings out that little edges and those minor details to it.
1: Okay. Now, do do you do a clear coat at the end? Do you finish with a clear coat or I, is I that don't. not okay I
0: I know people who do. Um, here's some of them I, I used to. The problem with it is if the model is not the same temperature as the clear coat, okay. Uh you're gonna get this fa fo- uh, this fuzzy, foggy, frosty look. Okay. Um If you there and then clear coats come in either matte or they come in gloss. If you do gloss, they're going to look super shiny. If you do matte, you're going to take away from the model's detail. Uh, Okay. So I used to, but it just, I would end up more frustrated afterwards because I'd have to go in and retouch and redo stuff to the point where it just goes, it is what it is, what it is, what it is.
1: Okay so so once i bring all my things to the house mm-hmm. right or or wherever it is i want to work yes but i set up an area mm-hmm. where where i'm going to paint yeah what do i need in that area and what's what is important i mean is do you want to do it indoors outdoors ventilation what humidity what are the things that go into that
0: <laughs> so priming your models you definitely want to have ventilation okay because it's not good or healthy for you to be breathing in spray paint
1: Never uh, is. Don't,
0: <laughs> don't recommend it um the the next to answer the next part is wherever you are doing your painting you have to make sure your paints are room temperature to wherever you're doing it. if you're doing it outside go ahead do it outside i've done it before it's actually i'll i do it in the summer i'll do painting out on the deck uh i'll paint models while my wife plays with the kids so i get to see there be part of the family and i can also do stuff um, so so r- yeah.
1: room temperature what's 75 or higher
0: Where, is, honestly whatever legitimately wherever you need to let your paints adjust to wherever you are going to paint okay so there, that that's why i'm when i say room temp i mean where your studio you are painting is now, I will definitely say, no, don't paint models in 98 degree weather because it's going to affect them. Uh, but you you can use that common sense. However, if let's say, OK, you are in your basement right now. Right. All right. So you're in your basement. You want to paint your models. You bought your paints. You just bought them from your local gaming store. Uh, sit your paints down in the bag for an hour or two in your room or okay. an hour before an hour before you decide right. to paint in that room it's going to be able to help those paints adjust to that temperature. And people go, why do you need to let it adjust? You have to let it adjust because if you don't, you're going to get bubbles. Uh, Because their humidity, condensation, uh, impurities in the paints and in the models can affect that dust, you you name it. Right. Um, Well, you know,
1: environmental stuff also has to do with housework. I mean, true. if you're putting flooring down, you want to have that flooring overnight in your house. You don't just want to bring it right off the truck and just start putting it that's, down on the floor. That's
0: true. Or yeah.
1: it's going to, you know, it's going to warp. Okay. So the same thing with the paint. It's, yes. you, you say, so you want the, the model and the paint to be the same temperature.
0: You want them to be equal, same temperature. Yes.
1: Now, do do you want, if you're, if, when you paint outside on mm-hmm. your, whether it's on your back deck or wherever is, do you stay out of direct sunlight? Is that is I that typically do.
0: I, I I I will say yes it probably is. The reason being uh no, I won't actually just say I will definitely say it is because I've had the uh the error of doing that and um it dries the paint really really quick. Okay. Um which in some cases you're like, "Oh, that's cool, that's great." Uh, in others it's it's not so much when you're trying to do t- details and you're trying to even out that paint because what happens okay. is you get that uh congealing is the best way to put it. And then you have to try to brush it off and then you have this silhouette of where the actual paint was. Yes, I would probably stay out of direct sunlight in in that case. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's, I like trying to paint outside. It usually ends up poorly. (laughs) So uh, I'm usually doing very casual stuff when I'm doing out there. If I'm doing like case in point, your stuff, I'm doing that downstairs uh typically i'm listening to music that goes along to the theme of whatever i'm painting just to help me get into so case in point when i was painting your guys i was listening to the soundtrack of the lord of the rings trilogy okay um just because they get that fantasy theme ideology with it uh and then once you start getting more like you get that rinse and repeat in you can start doing more advanced things uh, like uh, with their call. It's called um, OSL, object source lighting. Okay, right. So what object source lighting is, is you have an object that emits some type of light. And what you do is you look at where that light's coming from and then you go, what would this touch? And what would it look like on that touch? So some people really don't like doing it. Some people do. I go back and forth. It depends on the model. It depends on what I'm feeling that day.
1: Right. So, so just as an example, you, if, if I send you a wizard with a fireball in his hand, or mm-hmm. one of the ones I had was shooting lightning bolts, yes. right? So if, if it's, if it's lightning bolts, it's you, you, what you had was you had the lightning bolts were, were white and blue. Yep. And then you had some of that light reflecting on the ground and on the front of the figure, yes. and on the back it was not. So that, it was not.
0: Yep. Could, so, so because this, just it, literally, what I used, I, I do. Well, I don't say I do it with the model, but what I tell people to do is take a flashlight, mm-hmm. point it in like what the direction you think this would be coming from, as you as imagine yourself as the model, and point it at yourself, and you can kind of feel where the light's hitting you. And if you can't look in a mirror and see where that light's hitting you and go, okay, how can I make this work with my model on that same sort? And eventually you're going to get it. You're going to get that your, your mind's eye and see where that's going to be with that. And then you're going to know how that light's going to affect it. So if you have a green, you know, that you're going to see yellows and green in the model. If you're doing fire, you're going to see yellows and orange and red, uh, with, lightning you're going to see whites and blue unless you're doing the typical unless you're doing like yellow lightning then you're going to see whites and yellow i just like the blue electricity i think it's cooler
1: okay so you you know you talked about painting armies Mm. how does painting an army different and and carl did when we talked to him Mm. a couple weeks ago how does that differ from painting individual figures um is that do you feel like that's just mass production or do you if that, you have if, if i come to you and say hey steve I, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like you to paint this army and it's 250 figures yeah is the, are each of those 250 figures going to get the same level of care as the four you did for me the other day or that is it just going to get to the point where you're like Oh, I've got an, you know, I've got 80 of these pawns and I've got 20 tanks and this, and that, and and 12 hours in, you're just like, oh my God, here I'm on my fourth beer. <laughs> and screw I that wish day, guy.
0: Uh, with a 12 hours in, uh, I've probably only, depending on how many guys I got, I probably only paid like six or seven. <laughs> so yeah, the, it's it averaged for me. And, 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 and the, that is a, hard question to answer because it depends on your tenacity your dedication how much you're getting paid if you're getting paid to do this um or how dedicated now if so there's there's things that games workshop does and a lot of people do it's called armies on parade uh okay some people will put 18 hours into an individual small little like peon right um If I'm doing if this is my regular everyday play army, Mm -hmm. I'm probably putting minimal. Uh, I'm doing what's called the the three color system, which is which is what is regulation minimum required for miniature gaming, Okay. uh, which is legitimately you need to have three different kinds of colors on there. So if I'm doing, let's say, you know what, let's say I'm doing uh, the Imperial Guard, which is army. Like, just think of, like, the regular army. I'm doing black, I'm doing green, and I'm doing brown. And that is it. And maybe I might add a little bit of silver to their weapons, just or, like, their guns, just to have a little bit of pizzazz to it. Uh, Because I'm assembly line the hell out of them. I'm going to do whatever their most major color is. I'm going to prime them that. So in this case, I would probably prime them green instead of black. Then I'm going to go in add little black specks, and I'm going to add brown specs. And then I'm going to put a little pizzazz on the, the, the gun because that is all I need to get them on the board as regulations. Okay. Now, if I'm doing this competitively, I'm trying, hopefully picking a smaller army. Uh, but if you, let's say it's you and you're like, Hey, I have 250 models. I want them to look like these wizards that I, you painted for me. Right. I'm going to be cursing you in my head <laughs> a lot. I'm going to be wishing for a slow and painful death for you. Right. And then I'm going to sit there and probably put two, three hours per figure minimum, uh, which is what I did for your guys, your four guys, oh. uh, which was, but it was because they were different. They were easy. It wasn't as hard. Honestly, I, I think for your four guys, I think I spent maybe a grand total of like seven hours, but that's because I was experimenting. <laughs>
1: Now, so if for an army commission for something like that, mm. what, what would that what would you charge what that what should you charge as opposed to what do you charge
0: that Did again, you charge Yes. You s- do not do. me personally versus what, again, that's, that's a that's a tough question that's that's the problem with a lot of when it comes to and this is art in general. And right. like in the service industry in, in general, it's quality versus quantity versus the artists themselves. Uh, what do right. I think I'm worth versus what am I actually worth? In, in, the, in this sense, I would say, so we'll keep using your miniatures and I'll post up pictures with this episode. Okay. Um, is your guys right there, I put, I don't want to say I did my top most with them, so sorry <laughs> but i it I looks better like than what i would have done i i had fun doing them and so it was i i tried to give them as m- much detail as i could without over exerting myself right. and so i would probably with your figures would have charged probably 25 dollars per miniature okay And you're like, okay, four miniatures, that's a hundred bucks. That's awesome. Well, I spent seven hours on that. So that means at minimum, I'm before expenses and everything. I'm really making $12 an hour for those four models. And then you sit there and go, Ooh, that doesn't sound as good. And then you take away what I used in paints. I used on your four models. Probably close to 32 different colors mm-hmm. and five different paint brushes. Well, all right, 32 paint pots, let's say they're three bucks a pot. You know, right. you're, you're, it, it adds up really, really right. quick. Right. Well,
1: well, understanding also, you're not using that entire pot. On no, you're tape.
0: not. But it, it but, but it's, but like yes, if you're are. starting off and you're going, Hey, you know, you have to have your, your, your product of use before you can do something.
1: Well, Man. you know, with anything in the service industry,
0: especially when, for something like this,
1: I mean, you, your options are good, fast, inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And as the consumer, I get to pick two. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That, that's how all of that works. Whether yes. it's your auto mechanic, painting miniatures, uh, your guy doing flooring or drywall or, or whatever, right. Good, fast, or cheap. You only get to pick two. and. um, so do you think a lot of artists are 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 they lowballing themselves? Are they are they competing with other artists? How, how does would, that
0: I would say honestly, majority of people probably undersell themselves? Okay. there are that I will say there's definitely that group, and I've seen them uh that oversell themselves. Um and it's and it's hard to tell somebody that too. Like it when I do competitions and everything i look at people's miniatures and i go okay here's what i would have done different here's the and i I, i'm i'm like your uh your friend's daughter when she's looking and trying to figure out and or Mm -hmm. maybe your wife too the technique and everything i when i look at a model or i look at anything i can go okay here's what paints that i think they used here's how i think they did it this is how i probably would have done it and what do i like and what do i not like and I do that with other people's models and I've seen people who will go then immediately after that competition, try to sell that model and get completely upset when they don't get what they think it's worth. Uh, No, don't ever undersell yourself, but make sure you're being competitive in a market to where, you know, there's, there is a demand for that product. Um, Just because you painted very, very well, 200 military soldiers right if there's Mm -hmm. no market for 200 military soldiers there's only a market for 10 right no that's all you're going to sell right you've got 190 extra Yep, pretty much so divvy it out in that way then okay um but again it's that's the problem There, there are painters out there Uh, And the reason, uh, another reason I decided to get, when I did decide to go professional with it, um, there's not a lot of painters out there. Okay. Uh, There are, okay, let me clarify that statement. There are a lot of painters out there. It's just the burnout rate is really high. Uh, They're very spread out and it's very hard to find that sweet spot ratio with people. Because there are companies out there that will paint them, and they say, hey, this is what we charge based on size, and here's our speed, and they set up. You get to choose quality. You can choose speed, right. but it's going to be time, as, a, as a multiplier to whatever you choose with quality. Um, now, l- let me ask you, I mean, in, in all
1: honesty, I mean, are some of those countries, are, are they exploiting child labor in Burma or India? No, or that's
0: a surprisingly, not to say surprisingly, but no, it's, um it's, there are companies, they're actually based out here. Most of them that I've seen are based out in the United States. There okay. are some in Germany. There are some in the UK. Um, I've actually had dealings with them, um, sat there and talked to them and even done some collaborations as a, uh, a freelance painter uh, with them okay and it's they 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 set up and they see you set up and show your portfolio and you say hey here's what i can do this is how fast i can do it this is what i my expectations are and they go okay cool when we set this up this is what your percentage is of that um some of them go by the base size of a model uh if they go okay if it's a games workshop based model it's you know, 32 millimeter base, you charge X based on this multiplier. If it's a 50 millimeter base size model, you charge X. And the reason they do that and they break it down on that individual level is because, uh, privateer press models, while may have the same size base as a games workshops model, the detail and the quality and the size of the model itself varies. Okay. Um, and I made that mistake one time where I charged for a commission and I was going off of GW sizes and it was a privateer press and I royally screwed myself out of probably okay. close to $2,000. Wow. I, and I said, you know what? That's on me. And right. I, I did it. Uh, but yeah, so- it's, Yeah.
1: So when 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 you are when you're taking if you were taking a commission if someone were interested in taking commissions or mm. or commissioning someone to do their work, yeah, do I pet do you charge you the artist? Do you charge by the hour or do you charge by the piece or is is your hourly rate figured into all of that?
0: Okay, all of that uh, all that is actually and you find that and I'm sure that unnatural twenty will say the same thing. Um, the, they would tell you it's, it's all based on all of those things. Okay. Because uh, when you look at it, you go, okay, I have this model. It's this size. Uh, it's, it has an immense amount of detail. In it. There's a, actually a prime example. I love using GW stuff because they have like either no detail, like minimal detail, or they have a stupid amount of detail. Right. And one of the guys is a prime art called Roboot Gilliam. He is holding a flamey sword. He has the olive uh, leaves uh, Caesar thing going on. He has golden spikes all over him. He has his blue, beautiful armor. He is standing on the corpse of a defeated foe. And there is a torch in the ground with fire coming out of it. <laughs> and he has all these ribbons and medallions and right. tapestry all over him. And the guy is about three inches big. So (laughs) he's about the size of this. And he goes, and I, and I had a guy ask me, he goes, how much would you charge for that? And I looked at him and I said, you want it? And I said, what is your quality? He's like, I want above tabletop quality. I want a decent, you know, just not a stupid high quality, but a display. I told him, I said, all right, buddy, I'm going to tell you straight up. It's going to cost you $200 for that one model. And he gasped. He's like, oh my God, why would it be so much? And it's like the detail in that is stupid okay um all right so so you you would if you were taking
1: a commission you would mm-hmm. look at the figure in advance yes and say that this is as opposed to you know just something of lower just uh the the uh the D mini right yeah. out of the box which don't have great detail uh,
0: n- no, and speaking. then and then the, the yeah and one other thing i take into detail is miniature gamers some of those models need to be built. If you don't build them, I have to build them. And, okay. that's, and that's additional time that I'd have to add in. But yes, let's say, so in theory, let's say, yes, it is a pre-built, it's already pre-built and you're sending it to me. Yes, I would have to look at it. But the, I ask those questions. Cool. Is it built? Yes. All right, cool. Or if it's not, no. Do you want me to build it? Well, how much is that going to cost? Well, it's going to cost you time for me building it. It's going to cost you for the glue. Um, so then, and then I had to decide, I I asked I'm like, all right. There's going to be extra stuff. Do you want that back? Well, no. All right, cool. I will take that out of what I'm going to pay because that's stuff I can reuse. If I am, yes. All right, I take that into the shipping cost because I have to ship back all the stuff that I didn't right. use.
1: Right, right, and, and and because paint's liquid, it weighs more than yes. styrofoam peanuts. Yes, yes, okay. it does. Okay, um, so so when when I when when I as the consumer am coming to someone to commission a a work Mm -hmm. okay so they're looking at the level of detail they're looking Mm -hmm. at the artist is the artist look at the the size the Mm -hmm. level of detail the amount the different colors that i want to have in it that that's going to figure in as for material cost as well right
0: yeah
1: um Okay, and then if if I want other special effects, you know, again, some of these miniatures they have the fireballs with them, or they have yep. the wings, or, or all yep. that other yep. stuff. But you know, I you
0: added some things to mine. I did, I my- did, I, I did some OSL, and I added some uh, two of them. I did OSL, and all four of them I added base details. And yes, right. those do take into factor because I've asked people. I I always ask it. They go, hey, do you want the bases detailed? Well, what does that entail? Well, we can just do one primary color, or we can do added uh cinematography or uh diorama uh photography i think is what it is uh di- diorama display so
1: um, it, it's yeah. in the best interest of both me as the consumer yes. and you as the artist mm-hmm. for all of that to be taken care of before you quote me a press
0: absolutely and if you are as an artist um this is something I always did. And it's, it's nerve wracking the first couple of times you do it, but it's something that I strongly recommend. I always have an upfront cost, uh, which is taken out of the overall commission. Okay. So you have your four models. I told you it's a hundred dollars to do what I, you want me sure. to do. Okay. You go, okay, cool. I tell you right up. Okay. There will be a, 25% upfront cost. Reason being is right. this is me sure. at minimum going, okay, I regardless of how you feel about how I did, it's me at minimum covering my expenses for the, the items that I used. Right, and, okay. And then I always tell them that is non-refundable. And that's a scary thing to tell people is like, hey, this is non-refundable. Whether or not you like this, this is non-refundable. Um, Now, do
1: do you, do you make, do you have a a written contract for this or do you just do that through private message or, Uh, I mean, if if it's for four figures, uh, would you even have a contract or would just, you just, I just send you a PM or or how does that work?
0: uh, So I honestly, (laughs) I ended up making a contract saying, Hey, here are the things that I am doing. And the reason I, and it just became just to keep the the system going and build it because it is as an as an artist it's very daunting and can be you you start to feel self-conscious about yourself about what you're going to do and you're like oh my god are they going to freak out and back out if i tell them hey this is but it's to cover you and it's to cover them and it sets that expectation of hey no matter what this is i i am using up somebody's time And I need to respect that as much as possible. And there are people that were like, I want a full refund. And 90% of them, I told no. Others, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it back to you because I don't want to deal with you anymore. And then, because I've had that horror experience where I did a model and I sent it out to somebody. The entire time, they're like, this looks great. This is perfect. Sent them tons of pictures. They said, that is exactly what I wanted. And they got it there and they go, nope, I don't like it. I want a full refund. I will threaten you on everything that I possibly can. And I was like, hey, you know what? You do you. Guess what, though? It doesn't matter. And then they just kept bothering me and bothering me. And it, at that point, I was I decided it wasn't worth it, gave them a refund, took all those messages, and I informed every artist that I knew that would be a potential potentiality mm-hmm. for them and say, hey, this is somebody we don't use because a lot of us artists, are right. in that and as an artist and I will say this if you decide to do this professionally join facebook groups with other artists uh they're going to give you tips and tricks and they're also going to be able to it's it's how you build a blacklist where you go right. hey these are people that are we don't do commissions for because either a they're going to try to threaten you to do it for free or b they're just they they have unreasonable expectations so so how is that how is
1: the, the so the artist community, at least the one that you're in, mm. is is very supportive because yes. I know that in there are some environments where you know it, it, I have some friends who are in bands, mm. right and and that you know garage bands and they play clubs, they you know they' they might be locally famous. And some of them, in some scenes, it's very competitive and it seems like everybody's at each other's throats. And in other locations, every band is going to see every other band play at every chance that they get. And they're all buying each other shirts and merchandise hmm. and all that other stuff. Is, is that how the, 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 model painting, uh, the, the model
0: artist the community is? I would like to say it is uh, it's very, it's probably is, a, is exactly like every other um, case in point, your bands. Um, however, I think because we're far and few on the okay. commission based side, it would. I it, like. I had a healthy competition with uh with my good friend Kwame. Uh, again, like he said, he chose air spray painting. I did not. Um, but we made, even though technically we were competitors, we never let it get between us. Um, right. What we did is we set up. We did set up turfs which is okay if, if you have a bunch of artists in your local area sit down and talk to them and go okay hey i don't want to be stepping on anybody's toes um however if you if, if it is a toxic area uh, you have two choices either a you back down and you don't do in that area or you say you know what i have no feels for them i'm just going to do my thing and okay. sometimes you may have to be that way um but him and i <laughs> at, yeah if there's more demand than
1: there than there are artists, and nobody's starving for work, I yeah. would imagine that oh, it's, that's a lot yeah, less like competitive.
0: Said, it's it actually shocked me here in Connecticut how high of a demand there were for uh, commissioned artists. Okay, and how little uh, commissioners there were. Whereas in Indiana, I couldn't get a commission to save my life it was okay there there just wasn't that demand for it uh so yeah and that is again another factor so yes maybe it was because we all we all eat here and so it was never an issue uh however like i said we had set up turfs and said hey this is where i like to sell my stuff where do you want to sell your stuff they said here and i said okay cool we'll try not to step into each other's toes if we do want to sell there just talk to each other I'm like hey i got some extra stuff do you mind if i throw it over there and okay. vice versa uh it was very very uh pleasant well good but like i said i I've, I've seen both sides of it um i will say this though definitely get your feet wet try 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 show off your stuff and when you think you're ready to be a commission artist, have people look at it. Like you, you'll know, I feel like you'll know when people's like, Oh, that's really good. Would you do this for me? When you start hearing phrases like that, then, you know, you're ready right. to start doing You're you're stepping in the right waters for commissions.
1: Right. Or, or when you, when you, when you just take the pre-painted D and D miniature <laughs> and you put it on the desk and when you think, Oh, my figure looks better than that one that's, that's when you funny. Know you're ready to sell right it's, it's
0: funny you say that because i actually have models from like uh the D stuff and i looked at it and i go oh i can do a better job than this <laughs> and i did i did um i did there's a, a cerebris it's this uh-huh. demonic psychic demon right uh which i know i said demonic uh it's a psychic demon and i looked at it and i go because I really wanted the model, and I was like, "All right," and I got it. And I'm like, "Oh, that paint job sucks." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm gonna do better." Or I got a, I got a mimic dice box from Amazon, and I was like, "Oh, that looks really great," and I got it, and I go, "Oh, that's terrible. Who painted no. this? Like, who who did this? <laughs> this is terrible." And it was, and I and I don't want to say wh- who it was. Uh, it wasn't definitely wasn't unnatural 20 yard by any right. sense, but they were like, they had business cards and they're like, Hey, thank you for buying our thing. What do you think? And I'm like, you suck. Like it's terrible. It's got awful. The teeth look like candy corn. They it literally was, it was yellow and right. with like a little bit of orange and then white, it wasn't blended at all. Uh, the back was just horribly rush brush of black and orange and red. And the eyeball was just it was all it, it was almost assembly line done, which was very disappointing because it was a resin print or uh, resin mold done and did look the 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 the, the case itself absolutely gorgeous. The outside, great. Right. But at the inside, I'm like, caca. And I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> like I got it. My wife was Jackie was looking at me. She goes, oh, You don't look happy. I'm like, I'm not. And she's like, what are you gonna do? I said, I'm going downstairs. And she's like, what? And repainting it? And I'm like, yeah. Like right now? Yeah, you just got, yeah, know I'm painting it. And by the end of the night, I'm like, that is better. <laughs> and I'm like, that is something I can be proud of. And that is something I can display. And now people go, wow, that's really cool. Who did that? Right. Me.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah. But uh honestly, <laughs> the you, you you asked a ton of questions and actually asked all the ones what i was going to ask like the some of the questions that i actually had asked too um is there anything i missed no actually we skipped over the uh the whole what have you been up to part of our show (laughs) we were right into the 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 meat and potatoes of this episode i I haven't been up to anything since the last time we talked we didn't get to talk about halloween though oh that's true um so let's end it on what have you been up to then <laughs> let's we're doing this reverse season two we're flipping right. everything around um yeah how was your halloween
1: uh it was did okay you have of,
0: did you have a lot of uh a lot of trick-or-treaters we didn't know
1: not as many as we well not as many as we usually do uh and part of it was because it got cold and it started to rain a little bit Man. Uh, and the other thing was that we don't have, they don't have trick or treat on Halloween night. If Halloween falls on a weekend, don't ask. Um, so our trick or treat Halloween David, was I on a Sunday ask. this year. I want uh, to, it's, it's just the craziest thing. Okay. I so uh, Halloween this year was on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So because we're kind of in the Bible belt of West Virginia, they don't believe in trick or treat on Sunday. Well, the local college, Marshall University, had a football game on Saturday. So you can't have trick-or-treat <laughs> on Saturday. You live and in then, that kind of town? <laughs> Everything yes. closes for football, college football? Yes. And then <laughs> usually there's high school football on Friday. So most Friday of the time there's not trick-or-treat on Friday. But for, yeah. for whatever reason, the city, had, the city had trick-or-treat on Friday. The county had trick-or-treat on Saturday. Someone else, there was another community nearby that had trick or treat on Thursday. I mean, if you were a kid and you knew where all the trick or treat was, you could have cleaned up. So (laughs) the neighborhood that I'm in, we live out in the county. I can take one of those, those water balloon slingshots and I can hit the city line from where I live. But also in our subdivision, if you go down the hill, there are some people that live in the city. And they, they, you know, everybody's like, oh, we want off trick-or-treat on, on Friday. So, okay, fine. We'll have trick-or-treat on Friday because it was supposed to rain some more on Saturday. But we usually have, we usually have about 100 to 150 kids. Mm. And this year we probably only had about 70.
0: Um, With, besides the, the, the craziness in the schedule, do you think because of last year, because of the pandemic, because of COVID, it affected this year for Halloween. I, I feel like it did in my mind because there was less trick-or-treaters out when I went trick-or-treating. Okay. But we made out like freaking bandits. Sure. So. Well, I,
1: I, I don't know. I, last year, we had, we had more kids than I thought we were going to have last year. Okay. And we had a... See, Halloween is like the one night a year that I see some of my neighbors. Because usually we live in a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. We live in a cul-de-sac down at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids don't, a lot of kids will, families will come to our hill to trick or treat because there's one way up the hill. The houses are reasonably close together and there's not, there's not any through traffic. So you don't have to worry about your kids getting run over by cars, right? Yeah. On Halloween night. So from 6 to 8 p.m. on our street and in our neighborhood, they can, you know, just run, kids can run wild. So usually what we do is we set up at a, at a, at a house up the, up the cul-de-sac right before mm. it starts. And we set up and we set up a bunch of tables and everybody puts their bowls out. Last year, we had a tree that I bought at big lots that makes noise and moves and is spooky and all that other stuff. Um, and we just set up our bowls and kids come down and, you know, and they take candy mm. out of each bowl. And then I've got a fog machine. And you know, this year we had skeletons climbing the house. Um, I don't feel like there were fewer kids this year because of COVID there. I think there were definitely fewer kids, kids last year. Um, but I thought it was about the same. Now okay. my Halloween was also a little bit mm. more down than normal because on Thursday I went and got my Moderna booster shot.
0: How are you feeling? And,
1: well, the first 24 hours were fine my arm hurt a lot were a little bit where they gave me the shot well then friday night trick-or-treat night at about four o'clock i started to get a headache and started to run a fever so i wasn't feeling very well Oof. through most of trick-or-treat and event overnight i i was having some fever and chills and i woke up and i went to work on saturday i worked overtime on saturday i came home took a nap and then after that i was fine nice. so 48 hours after the booster everything's great um but that was my Halloween. But I, I I wore my X-wing pilot to work, even though there was basically no one at work to to see me. Although the, there were like some, you know, I work for the Department of Veterans Affairs, and you know we have people from the public that do come into our building. And I was I walked out and I got a couple of strange looks from from people who uh, who, who didn't you know who didn't know what the deal was. But everybody in the building knows that that oh it's Halloween. What's what's Perry dressed up as this year? So. <laughs> Anyway, so that was my That's, Halloween, and then, nice. and then you know we don't have kids at home, so we didn't have we I don't have to worry about trick or treat. I don't have to worry about taking kids out or bringing them in, or you know searching their candy for edibles I, or any of those I other hungry things.
0: I love how you say worry about that because to me, it is my favorite thing to do is go out there. Like I I am I am that guy, um, and even like my Halloween experience was absolutely hilarious because one night we did i can't remember what night it was but we did a something for the the cub scouts oh friday night we did something we did something for the cub scouts okay and so they did this whole this one of the guys he went all out he had a walking trail and everything
1: that's um, awesome
0: he oh dude it was so cool like his whole house he, he had like a pirate he had a pirate ship he had a whole pirate ship and i'm like and, and this is how i know i'm a dad and i'm an adult because I see all these like projectors up. I see all these lights. I see a pirate ship. There's a trail. There's fog machines. And I'm right. talking like I'm talking like six or seven of everything I'm talking about here. And the only thing that was going my, through my head was, wow, what's his electric bill? <laughs> and never once as a kid, would I have ever thought of that? I would have been like, this is freaking great. And like the guy next to me goes, how much extension cable do you think he has? And I'm like, oh, my God, we're adults, aren't we? now i, I hope those are leds that de- use less power <laughs> right
1: <laughs> that's how i
0: know i'm an adult yeah yeah uh yeah it's, however sucks. i was one of the the only adults to dress up and i did wear okay. my uh my my viper yonti mask and my uh-huh. whole outfit and because i couldn't explain to anybody who's not a nerd what a yonti is i just get like oh i'm a lizard man i'm a snake yeah. man Like i'm just like right. But, right. let's just keep it simple Yes, Uh, which was I got so many looks. Everybody loved it. Uh, Then I went to uh, Halloween night. uh, Halloween. We went to my in-laws house and
1: -hmm. they're
0: like, hey, all the kids come dressed up. We'll do a little quick Halloween thing here and then we'll go. And I asked my wife, I go, are we dressing up? And she goes, no, it's just for the kids. Oh, okay. And and my mother, my my uh, my mother-in-law heard me and she goes do you want to dress up, Stephen? <laughs> well, since you asked, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like 10, 15 adults and five kids. There's me and the five kids all dressed up. And I'm like, ah, look at me. Uh, you, you, you dress dress up every year. Halloween, will, I, everybody knows it's my holiday. Everybody yes. knows like this is my holiday. And no, there's like zero judgment. But everybody it's looked like, and they go, oh my God, that's awesome. Right. And then everybody got mad at my wife for not dressing up <laughs> because they're like, Steve's dressed up, why aren't you dressed aren't up, you? Jackie? And she's like, I, d- I didn't know I was supposed to dress up. And they're like, family event, event, the family dresses up, you dress up, that's a rule. And yes. so she was not amused by that. Uh, well, but you need we to went...
1: tell you, you need to tell your in laws that they they all need to dress up. I, oh, that's
0: what I told them. Um, actually, <laughs> I'll get to that in a sec. Um, so then we went and did trick or treating. Uh, little uh, dude. So the family, we all went together. We did the cul-de-sac at five thirty. Right. So that's when trick or treating started, and then from 30 to seven thirty, little dude and I were were pretty much on our own. And okay. And we did. We made so much. We ended up filling up probably four or five bags worth just between the two of us working okay. candy. And like, I didn't go out of my way to like, hey, trick or treat. But if like they're like, hey, does Dad wants some candy. Well, dad's not going to say no. So here we go. Put it in there. Dad's <laughs> wearing a costume. That's really cool. And that's what everybody, everybody kept looking at it and going, oh, my God, that's so creepy. And then I'd, be like, I'd say something and they'd see the face move. Uh-huh. Um, that's awesome. I cannot emphasize the quality in the, this mask. I didn't mm-hmm. feel hot, but my skin couldn't breathe. And right. so this was the deciding factor of what made me stop trick or treating that night. Not because we were really tired. But because I could feel and hear the sweat from the mask bubbling in my on my face, like it would just feel the bubble ripple up, like it was just building up pressure (laughs) and bubbling down my face. But the deciding factor is when I started getting large amounts of sweat in my ear, like it was like you know when you get water ear and everything. Yep i I've never had that sensation before. And so I was like, Ethan, we need to go home. This is, I I can't hear now. I have water in my ear. (laughs) So we we go home and I take off the the tunic and I take off my shirt and I pull up the mask and it just literally like somebody just dropped a water balloon on my head. It was so (laughs) loud. And they both just look at me like, what, why are you wet, dad? I'm like, that's what, dad's going to go shower. Yeah, and, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, but it was great. Uh, tons of people Good. taking pictures, had a great time. Um, absolutely loved it. We made out like bandits. Uh, we got potato chips, we got like bags of chips. Daddy got a beer, which was really great. Mm-hmm. I got a like a dude gave me a craft beer. He goes, yep. adult treat. And I'm like, uh, can I get it with a straw? Cause it's really hard to drink out of this mask. So I'm right. sitting there drinking a beer, and wife's like, Are you, "What do you got?" "Got me a beer." <laughs> yep. Well, th- that's
1: that's the other thing that we do at our table. We're, we're all the neighbors. We sit out, like I said. Sometimes it's the only conversation I have with them in any given yeah. year. And usually, uh, one of the neighbors, he his contribution is a bag of candy and two bottles of wine, I and correct. then. My wife, she usually makes her uh, apple juice and red hots in a Mm -hmm. crock pot. And then if you ask nicely, she'll give you some cider. And if you ask extra nicely, she'll put some fireball or some other liquor in the in the in the thing. So that's what the adults get for for bringing their kids.
0: Yeah, I didn't get my mold wine this year. So there okay. is somebody that down the road that does do mold wine, and I didn't get it this year. So getting a craft beer was a definite like solid. Okay. However, I probably—I I kid you not—we probably walked like four or five miles worth of like houses and everything because we were going back. Yeah. Oh, totally worth it. Um, and then afterwards, when we got home, and you know, people were still treating, trick or treating until like eight thirty around right. our neighborhood, and then, uh people start, the family started FaceTiming me because they wanted to see the mask on. Right. And so I'm sitting there on my wife's phone. She's very much annoyed. <laughs> she's, I'm talking to her family and they're like, oh my God, we really need to do a family, like just dress up. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, cosplaying is a blast. And it's, and yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I love being this nerdy. I if, At least at minimum, I am an influencer for my family right. and my friends. Because the amount of people I've got interested into D and D, my brother-in-law is coming back mm-hmm. for another game of D and D. The monsters and Mailmen, I've got five people for them, so I've got grand total of six new players for D and have an entire family, like my wife's family. They they're competing with the Catholics and the rabbits. I kid you not. Right. Uh, they they I, I either at minimum they're their own cult, at max at, at, they they might be their own religion. Um. So she she because she has the, like. 12 uncles and aunts just on her mom's side it's it's ridiculous uh and it's there there's so many of them that they're like oh yeah we'll have to do all this now i'm like yeah let's do it and i'm also convincing them all to do a cousin's day family or uh uh squid games game okay so we're, we'll do all the games from like squid games or, or some version of them and but instead of you know murdering each other because you know that's kind of like illegal um we're going to do shots. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm like, I'm looking forward to this too. Uh, but it's, it's cool. And it's exciting. And it's, it was fun to see everybody's reactions to the mask mm-hmm. that if I, I, I don't have to do anything to sell it. Cause I was I would tell them like, they're like, how much does that mask cost? I'm like $600. And they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, but I can do this and this and this and I'm like opening my mouth and all right. that stuff. And they're like, right. Oh my God. I'm like, I can wear this. I can go to competitions. I can go to like the local bars and do this stuff. And it's, I know it's going to be awesome. And I did little dude's makeup up and I'm going to, I've got some really good photos. And I'm going to edit them a little bit. This kid did some, you would be so proud of him, David. He did some cosplay poses that I am. Mm-hmm. So I was so impressed. I'm like, Jackie, did you tell him to do that? And he goes, she goes, no, he just did that himself. I'm like, he had that natural talent to sit there and pose that way right like he's or sitting no, on the stairs
1: he's well, i don't on know that stairs. this natural talent so a lot of those kids practice now
0: i i think so yeah right like the, I, the practicing for instagram and he, and tiktok considering he doesn't really he doesn't have access to those which is i i'm proud to say as a parent he doesn't have access to that um right. he's looking in the mirror He probably like he sat there and he posed and I I'll send you the pic and I'm going to edit it up and make him look all like, right. Because he's a warlock and he, that's awesome. He is. I'm proud of him. I'm stupid proud Good. of this kid. He is such a nerd. Good. I'm so proud of his nerdy. Um, but you know what? Uh, one last thing, Boba Fett, Book of Boba. We got to see a yes. trailer for that. Awesome. I did. Uh, Morbius got to see a trailer for that. Okay. Eh. Um, I'm ex- I'll, I'll see it I'm excited because Morbius is my, one of my dudes uh, we got a new trailer for a bunch of new trailers for the Eternals uh, to right. the point where I'm like I stop watching because I don't want to see anymore because I feel like it's going to ruin the movie I'm, yeah I can understand that um, but other than that this is it's getting exciting the next couple months are going to be right. very uh, enthusiastic and one and last Haw- Hawkeye jacket. oh my god i can't believe i forgot about hawkeye too um which is also exciting uh these are all things we were going to talk about but you know what hey this is this is dads with nerdy ambitions we we turn tangents into everything um i'm cool with it um but i want to before we wrap this up i want to announce uh i did on twitter i did on facebook i'm going to keep doing it everywhere uh because this is a big deal and i'm very excited that we get to have him on board uh we get to have the amazing the the impeccable the the one of the gurus of horror rpg uh sandy peterson on the show Uh, and so this is your guy's chance if you guys want to ask him a question we're going to be picking out some random questions from our listeners and viewers uh to ask him and so he's going to sit down with us on november 17th uh And talk to us about everything that is Peterson Games and a little bit of his history and his life and how he got into this. So, very, very exciting. Uh, Yes. Stupid excited for this. Like, trying hard not to fanboy over here. (laughs) Um, Legitimately, to the point where I'm thinking about actually in my background hiding all the stuff that I have because I don't (laughs) want to give him like that stalker vibe. i do i do have i i do have a lot of his games and stuff and it's not why i tried to get him on the show like hey look at how much i like you that no, was more of like <laughs> they're fun stuff so i was like oh i don't want to give yeah. off the creeper vibe i should probably just put right. up everything like oh i don't own anything peterson games uh <laughs> <laughs> oh i think i have call of cthulhu uh, I don't know.
1: uh right no very very exciting i mean even beyond even before the board games i mean just if you played video games in the 90s yes yes civilization doom quake age of empires i mean he's his name is on all those um on on some level you know so all
0: three the first three i think uh age of empires not mythology though uh well at least i don't know i'll have to ask him that one that'll be a question to ask him did he help on mythology yeah there's a question um so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very exciting stuff in the future um, yes we are working with others oh dana's going to be coming back on the podcast i've he's okay i've set awesome. up with him yep we're going to talk more lego stuff with him especially around the holidays good um tips and tricks for parents and everything and what to look for for lego enthusiasts uh yeah well, there's a lot of stuff coming up uh and we will be recording more D and D and. But we'll be wrapping up for the initial campaign and then just occasion, doing the occasional, uh, depending on how the holidays work out, uh, maybe do some seasonal specials as well as our holiday Harry Potter special that we're, I'm going to try to work in again because we did a competition last year. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm excited about it. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up?
1: Nope, I don't. Uh, uh, it's, it's very interesting to hear about that you and, and model painting like i said <laughs> that art i don't art and and i don't do it well so i'm always i always love to hear yeah, about people who, no. are, who are into that sort of thing
0: and, and and legitimately truthfully these aren't pre-stage questions that we decided like hey let's ask this to forget this kind of answer this is that was completely natural and i i quite enjoy that yeah. Um uh, so let's go ahead and let's wrap this up as always please like subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to us on audible or apple please remember to rate and review we're also on instagram and facebook so please like and follow us at dna pod and on twitter at nerd dna pod and on twitch at nerd dna podcast and as always i'm your host steve hugh From joining me tonight is the wonderful the amazing the impeccable david perry uh, thank you again and yeah good night good night